I'm your host, Tom, and with me as always are... Dan. Ward. <laughs> Mike. And Steve. Ward, why was it with the pause? He was trying to think of something... He's couldn't. being dramatic. I No, I'm with Mike. He was trying to think of something witty to say and had nothing. It was, it was for dramatic effect. He okay. says I'm going to go with nothing. So we I'm go with nothing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Okay, so... Uh, let's just jump into our hobby progress of the last couple weeks. Um, so... I guess I'll go. Start us off. I finished building the Sky Pirates. Why don't you start us off, Tom? Well, I never start us off, so I just did. <laughs> uh, I finished building the Sky Pirates for the Gremlins from Alpha. Got the bases done and a handful of base coats on the models, so nice. they're hopefully going to be done within the next week or two. Nice. How many models? That is seven. Nice. Seven solid. Sky Pirates. That's pretty darn good. Damn. Got seven more Sky Pirates than I did. <laughs> then I bet you anyone here did. Mike, maybe. Did Mike, do you paint any Sky Pirates? <laughs> Was that just like <laughs> a throw? Yeah, in? no, no. He he's got me on the pirates. Okay, good. I'm just saying, if he did seven sky pirates and nothing else, that's seven more sky pirates than I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, not even just that you would have done sky pirates, but that I you see. did nothing. Yeah. Although, no, your your I believe your hobby project was rewiring your TV. Yeah, I did that. System. I did finish. I did finish getting the surround sound all properly wired, and the wires all like tacked properly along the baseboards and stuff around the living room and. It's good. I was watching some movies the last little bit, and it's been so long since I've had surround sound on that every now and then it scares the crap out of you. And something like <laughs> fucking Tie Fighter comes roaring in from behind or something. You're like, oh yeah, I turn the turn the surround sound back on. You don't have to have your R5 droid check it out because you can't look behind you. Have <laughs> no, but you might have to check out your pants. <laughs> Maybe, but uh, yeah, there wasn't <laughs> way too dramatic. Call it Brown Squadron. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> But yeah, there wasn't a heck of a Brown lot of five. Real hobby stuff. Brown, Brown, Brown five standing by. <laughs> 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 oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Brown five and Brown two, I think, would be the best two call signs. <laughs> Brown two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. It'd have to be a heavy but. bomber squadron. <laughs> <laughs> Some Y wings. <laughs> Oh, this got awkward in a hurry. But, uh, yeah, there's, I don't know, there's a little bit of mess around with models, but nothing too substantial, so. Cool. Oh, wait, didn't you finish, no, I believe you actually finished converting up one another one of your, this is not a test model. I think I finished all the conversions the last time, and then I broke some of them while looking at them, and I knocked them on the floor and had to What is, together. are you, hell, like, drinking heavily at home? Like, <laughs> nope. I think that I happened just, to you last time, too, didn't you? I just keep breaking things, because I keep admiring playing. my handiwork, and then I inevitably end up dropping them or knocking them off the counter at some point, so. My question still stands, are you drinking heavily at home? <laughs> <laughs> just staring at models dropping them. <laughs> just has the shakes. <laughs> Withdrawal. Maybe you need to maybe be drinking I, yeah, more. Maybe I should be drinking more. <laughs> yeah, you might be uh, Yeah, a little more smooth. I'm a writer, so. That's a good point. Basically alcoholic by default. That's a good point, yeah. Ward. Uh, I worked on some more drop zone. So I worked on my infantry a little bit more. I finished building my PHR before I purchased more. Assembly, I should say. That sounded painting. like the best justification ever. I finished building them before I bought more. 
That's that's a. I had to reward myself somehow. That's a significant. Uh, You should have rewarded yourself by painting your goddamn models. But no, look, you saw. I there's two half painted models. This reminds me a lot of the Imperial Fist heads that we saw a while ago. Yeah, I feel like I'm making more headway on this. Technically, you would have made more headway on the other one. Terrible joke. Um, and it's actually weird because those ones, the Imperial Fists were colored like bananas, and these ones are just shaped like bananas. <laughs> That's a good point. There's some weird themes going there's on. Some, here. There's some method to my madness, maybe. I don't know. So, but uh, yeah, so I was working on a color scheme for that, and I should uh, be working on some more stuff uh, for the PHR shortly. Cool, Mike. I just built a lot of stuff. I built uh, all the scourge are built. And done. All the UCM are built and almost and almost primed. And all of the PHR are almost built except for four cruisers. And all the Shiltari are built, period. And two Skaven Blood Bowl teams are put together and magnetized. Oh. What Power. magnets did you need to use for Blood Bowl? Bases. The base, because they have the little football and the peg there, so I took okay. the peg out and I just put magnets there, so it just snaps. You either have, uh, like, when you're doing the bases for, like, the, you either have a hole in the actual model's base, oh. or you magnetize it and you can do, like, an actual basing texture. It doesn't look like anything's there. Ooh. And then you can still put football on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. There we go. I love how this has changed so much, because when I played Blood Bowl, like, 12 years ago, we just put the fucking model on the base. Or the the ball on the um, base. Yeah, it yeah. Was. Now you can. It's got a little like snap and like dry fit section that you can use. It's pretty sweet, actually. It's cool. Hmm. Yeah. Which I don't feel was necessary. Yeah, I'm with you. This seems <laughs> so ridiculously <laughs> unnecessary. It's, it's like the like Lord of the Rings models where they like had like the little tuft of grass that you could like glue in. And you're like, why? Where they're all pre-drilled for no reason. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No. But so I was just thinking you should just con- you should just do two versions of every model in your warband, one with the ball and one without. Just Ooh, convert so them all. Do it. I was, so much simpler. I know we were kind of not that excited about Blood Bowl, but Kyle brought over Blood Bowl. No, no, I am game. excited about Blood Bowl. I just think this is like a completely have you ridiculous seen the detail that they put into these kits though? For no, no, the no, no, play no. I, I tokens. I get it, but the ball fit on the base before. No, the, these ones have literally like a sculpted. Each team has their own football. <laughs> like it's not generic yeah, across. I know, and they're all like match with your your like the orcs have like partial partial. But are, are you telling me that it would not just sit on a base? No, because they literally have like some of them sticking up at an angle. Like they, like they literally like, metal ball has like embedded itself in the ground. Like they're fucking cool. I'm not kidding. It's actually well thought out. If you're lazy, yes, you can, Tom. But if you put the magnet there, it snaps on and you can't shake it off. I do or love tilt magnets. it and fall off. I'm just maybe, it's well thought out. Maybe I'm just being a little punchy right now. Yeah, you I think because you are. I've been building so much goddamn drop zone that it's just like every. I feel like. There was a good 15 years of miniature gaming where magnets were unnecessary, and then now we're just finding ways to put magnets on every goddamn hall kit. Yeah? So that's, that's not new. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not magnetizing my PHR. Lots of people are talking about it, and I'm just like, ah, I'll just buy more. That is another option. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, you magnetize I am, all the I'm tank turrets. The turrets, just because for posability. Yeah, so cool. Cooler. Yeah, there's, that's why I magnetize them and one cruiser. Yeah, people are talking about like yeah, doing everything. Like, yeah, I'm just like um, mm, fuck that. <laughs> that's yeah. way too much work for what I can pay seventy bucks more and have three more options. Hmm, I think I'll do that. <laughs> uh, so, quick question before we move on: Which 
I don't think we're moving on. Mike's Fleet, the one I want to talk about. Do you find that you, was the easiest assembly for the cruisers? Uh, I'm going to say UCM, actually. Thank Christ. <laughs> the, and the worst? Is going to be, um, well, worst. The, the, the Scourge had the worst seam. But that's only one seam. Yes, but it was but the worst. I'm just saying it's the nah. worst seam. And I actually did, did not enjoy the Sheltaria at all. Really? You yes. said PHR would set, be second. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm having a pulling out my hair day with PHR. So. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're a little uh, Good thing, apparently. And I'm feeling the same way because I fucking hate building those UCM models. <laughs> but I do have Scourge and Sheltari for later, so I will drink. I feel like you guys are losing I'll drink heavily with Dan and then assemble them. <laughs> I feel like you guys are losing your model building skills. You're not putting together 40K stuff. I don't think I've actually put 40K together in I know. four years. I know. 40K years. Oh, no, no. Oh, Cal. Damn it. 30K. Oh, okay. I'm still clear. 40K. <laughs> 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 and yeah, that was it. I, it, was, it was just, trust me, it was a lot of assembly. It's probably about 80 models assembled over the last while. Well, good on you, Mike. Oh, yeah. And a bunch of my Sylvaneth that I got for Christmas. Nice. You got the beetle that I want still. Yeah. But I don't want to actually play with it all. I just want to paint. <laughs> Fair enough. Steve. Well, Steve, tell us about how you how well you fisted. I fisted pretty good, actually. I'm I'm pretty happy with what uh, what I got done. So I finished up four more devastators, which are all the missile launcher guys. Um, they're done, aside from weathering powders. Uh, so that's a actual huge amount of weight off my shoulders getting these things finished up. Um, I've got the veteran sergeants um, all blocked in for their colors. They're just getting the the crazy shading going on because I'm doing a lot of like really high contrast work. Um, I also completely finished uh, the cloak on the bust I'm taking down for the Draconic Awards. I know we'll see what happens at those awards, but I am going to enter in uh, Prince Rurik that I've been working on forever. So all I have left for him is the sword now. And I have to decide if I'm going to do non-metallic metal on it and try my hand at that, or do true metallic metal and... Uh, true metal! I'm kind of leaning that way. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have time <laughs> to really, first of all, learn non-metallic metal not on a brown or gold tone type model to do the actual gray. Um, yeah, so I got that done, and I also, I guess last time I hadn't finished up the Assault Marines either. I was just working on them. Nope. So those are done too. They were all on Linguini when last time I saw them. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're all finished. Um, they're also only waiting for their weathering powders and uh, the final little scratch details that I may or may not get to. We'll see. Um, put together two of my remaining Devastators because I'm waiting on two more Grab Cannons. Uh, yeah, so I made, I made progress this week. It was good. good. man. Yeah, I'm happy. It's looking like I might actually hit uh, the LVO timeline. It's a possibility. That's awesome. Yeah. So all that's left now for my uh, Las Vegas open stuff is four more assault marines, four more devs, two drop pods. Nice. And I've got just under five weeks to go. I think you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, so moving on then to Shut Up and Take My Money. Uh, you went last, Steve. Why don't you go first? So it's pretty obvious. I need to pick up two drop pods and <laughs> the remaining grav cannons. 
Um, that'll be about it. But I'm also going to be picking up uh, Burning of Prospero, finally. I was waiting to see if that was under the Christmas tree before I bought it. So Makes sense. Uh, it was not. A Chicago Cubs jersey was instead, so that's arguably as good. Would have been really nice if they put it in a box from the uh, Betrayal of Calf. So it looked <laughs> like you're getting Prospero when he was under the tree. I don't think any of us have Prospero. So I got it. Oh, you got it? But like the shape things. would have been exactly the same yes. if it was a Calf box. Oh, in a calf box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been good. That would have been well done. Yeah, so that's me. I got nothing uh, nothing special for shut and take my money. What about you, Mike? Um, jeez. I, I don't know. I, I still want <laughs> my battleships. I'm still waiting for them to come. I got nothing else, so. All right, fair enough. I Christmas. got, every, I got Christmas everything got for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, it's got everything out of the way. Yeah, all right, Wardo. Uh, I got a gift certificate for Delta. Art supply. Nice. What are you going to use it for? Uh, airbrush. You're sure you're not going to use it for oil paints and a nice uh, canvas? Or Air, hobby acrylics? Airbrush. Nice. Airbrush. Airbrush. So, and are yeah. we going to talk more about that later? We'll talk about that later. So it's, uh, I've got it between, I think, two different models. And now I just need to finalize my decision before I go buy it tomorrow morning. Like, you know, using the podcast to get buying. Uh, <clears throat> oh, there was, yeah, I had ulterior motives for sure when I uh, submitted yeah. that topic, so. <laughs> <laughs> good. good, good. Fair enough. So for myself, um, yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot of new stuff going on. I bought so much stuff over Black Friday that I'm still waiting for it all to arrive. And I also just ordered the other day the U-Wing and TIE Striker from Rogue One. So I got those coming for X-Wing from Meeple Mart, so it should be showing up sooner rather than later. I did not see that. Is, was that part of the wave with the Upsilon shuttle? Um, I think technically they're considered part of the same wave, but they shipped in time for the movie release. Like Apparently really? they're on store shelves like the day of the movie. I didn't out. see them on the website. I was looking for uh, new X-Wing stuff. But yeah, just the, huh. just the Striker and U-Wing um, are available. So the rest of that wave are so still to come. So the TIE Striker is that weird-shaped... Fins. Yeah, it's the weird one with like kind of like the the really small, um, the, narrow dangling, yeah, the, and it kind of comes up over around the back like a frill almost. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I know yeah. which one you're talking about. So yeah, the well, you've seen Rogue One, so there's the yeah the new ship, the new tie from that, and uh, the U-wing shuttle type creature as the well. Upsilon shuttle. Well, the Upsilon <laughs> shuttle is the. Uh, Force Awakens one that's not out yet. The oh, U-Wing the is the one. rebel, like, swing-wing one that they fly oh, around. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. The one, the troop transport type one. Yeah, so that is, yeah. it's basically like a large base B-Wing that can do some, like, it can do a zero maneuver and <laughs> it has some, it actually has a different flight modes for the wings deployed or not, and it affects really? the stats. So Does the model move that, for it? Uh, apparently it's hinged. <gasps> that's cool. And you just, like, it has the upgrade card that you flip over, it's, like, double-sided, so you can be, like, I get plus one agility, or you can do it in the other one, where when you do a zero maneuver, you can rotate 180 on the spot. That's that is super cool. cool. And, I think it's, and I think it's after you move, you can flip over that title card to one or the other, so it'll affect your next turn's stats and stuff. That's right. But really also cool. just keeping it with agility, too, is not terrible. Can you do it while stressed, or do you know? I'm pretty sure you just flip over the card after moving. Nice. But see, the, the, the rotation maneuver thing, it's... It's a red zero, so you can't be stressed and then do the red right. maneuver to turn okay. around. But it's it's actually that like shuttle landing sequence that they do in all the movies where the thing flies in and then pulls the one eighty as it's descending. Yeah. Like that is totally what that card is to represent, the completely unnecessary <laughs> one eighty. It's like yeah, and they just approach from the other direction. But this, this way fun. they can <laughs> launch faster back the way they came. Sure. Why mm-hmm. not? I have no idea why 
that would be different, <laughs> but completely unnecessary landing sequence that is in every Star Wars movie, and now it's in X-Wing. So I am, I'm very happy about that. I approve. Cool. It makes me happy. So I don't know if we've talked about it before. I know we've talked about it before, but... Um, oh, and Battletech merch. Go to BattletechGear.com, uh, I think it's called. So, but by the time this podcast airs, there is a product that's going to finally be available to order. Hardcover books for this is not a test! That's true. Those are supposed to be going up in January, and it is very close to January. So, yeah, I think I was hearing something about January 1st possibility, so... Um, oh, right off yeah. the get-go, then. Yeah, it's soon. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. How yeah. much, though? Mm. 50 uh, American. I was asking his enthusiasm level. How much are you looking forward to it? Oh, quite a bit. The <laughs> American enthusiasms. Okay. Mm. I don't even know what that means. I'm making this is not. Nobody a knows what it means. Provocative again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm, I'm actually really excited because uh, honestly, I'm probably only about four or five hours away from getting that Elf Gang finished up. And okay, I still can't. Every time you say that, man. <laughs> every time you say that, I just. I don't know. You just can't even? <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> so, I, so I am awful. quite excited. Uh, and it looks like uh, there's a lot of new games that are gaining a little bit more momentum. And especially now that the holidays are over, I'm really looking forward to kind of how my gaming life's going to shape up in the new year, right? And I think this is not a test. I'm really hoping it's a big part of it. Oh, I can't wait for Vegas to actually be over so I can play with other things. <laughs> <laughs> You'll play it all. Yeah, that too. Actually, got a game X-Wing in this weekend. Really? That's yeah. other things. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Played with the Thai Inquisitor, which is actually surprisingly not that bad. Yeah, Inquisitor's not, pretty solid. Not great, but has some tricks. Anyways, yeah, I, got, I did get a game in. Cool. Fair enough. So let's move into the first period, which is our review of our resolutions. This is, effectively, this is our New Year podcast. Um, we're capping off 2016 and then looking to move forward into 2017. Um, so... Let's go around the table um, and just talk about briefly what our resolutions were and whether or not you accomplished them and maybe like a why or why not you think it did, it did or didn't happen. I feel like we should move from negative to positive on this so, so we can end on a high note. So I go last? So, Dan, you start. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, resolutions. I love these. I'm pretty sure my resolution was to paint world eaters, which did not even remotely happen. Uh, we're going to give you, we aren't sure when CALF happens, but we should give you, you got 30 base coded. But no, I think, I think that resolution was to finish the ones that I had started for the painting challenge. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so, that sounds really familiar. So I think it was just a complete and utter, like, complete and utter failure. Like, literally nothing got done. Well like, done. Yes. Well done. So Dan. I wasted no effort, because if I did all that effort and still failed, it would have been a waste, but I did nothing. So I basically <laughs> broke even. So I have a question for you. That's the worst <laughs> I'm trying logic to spin ever. this. I'm why, trying to spin this for Why me. do you think it didn't work out? Because 40k. Solid oh. answer! It's just one of those things where, like, none of us really other than sorry, Steve, Steve are playing it or enthusiastic about it, and if, it's, if you're not in an environment where other people are encouraging you it's to do 40K, it, it's not 40k, it's 30k. It's True. the 40k universe. If it was, if but it was by 40K, that logic, then Mike did get involved with some 40k models. Yeah, you're picking and choosing your battles here. Okay, but no, <laughs> honestly, I do agree with you. But no one plays 30k. Like you can't really bring your four, your 30k army and play against my Eldar or whatever else. Like I don't have a 30k army. We're playing two different systems completely. Yeah, they're. It's weird. I don't know. It's it's something. It's one of the, it falls into the category of something that I want to have, but not necessarily I want to work on. 
or play like, with. I really want them on the shelf. I think they would look awesome, but the process of getting them there is a lot of work and not like it's painting white. It's yeah, not the funnest sucks. thing in the world. It's a lot of effort, and if you fuck up, like it's impossible to fix. And and it's not just that; it's white on like sixty to hundred models. Yeah, like there's there's huge amounts of infantry. There's a lot going on. The bases are complex because they're all the um, secret weapon miniatures, resin bases, and everything. Like there are no easy aspects to that army. Like it's it's a tough slog all the way through. Like I want to have them done and on the shelf. But I don't necessarily want the process to happen to me of doing it. So right, yeah, that's really what it is. I, it's I've had those projects before. Like my Camry have always been in that uh, vein as well. Like oh, I Camry love, are the worst to paint. Man. I love that the look of that army, but it is so dull to work on. I couldn't agree more. The Camry that I have, I painted up the one tomb guard and was like, okay. Not a game. <laughs> that was hard. Like, you, you can't really airbrush them. You can't get any sort of shortcuts through. There's not uh, really any dry brushing or anything. It's, it's, there yeah. are armies where there's not a lot of shortcuts readily available for them. It's and painting white is one of those things where there's, yeah, there's a shortcut. Spray it and start from there. But then it's, it's high consequences. It's tough to... And sub-assemblies because yeah. the backpacks and the shoulder pads and the weapons and stuff, you don't want to prime white. Yeah, you end up like painting an army of details instead of painting an like a color on the army and then picking out the details you're just yeah. sort of doing detail work from the beginning which gets really tough after a while i get that yeah. I get so i think that. that's ultimately what it comes down to it's just it's a miserable process it the results are cool but it is not enjoyable getting there okay well we'll move on from your failure to my failure uh because i think i failed as well my my resolution we think was, because uh, I don't think any of us truly remember. I do. <laughs> do, do? I got mine. Okay, so um, I was, I had a resolution to do better at the LBO than the year before, but I had kind of jokingly said that uh, it's probably not going to happen because I had done second at Renaissance, but, uh, so I said I'd want to do better than my, my previous painting. I got the exact same. <laughs> so I did not do better, so I failed at that, um, and I think I also mentioned that I wanted to do a little more uh, detail work with airbrushing. Now, to be fair, mm. when you said you wanted to do better at painting, you got the same. But I didn't do better. I did the no, same. No, 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 no. But you got this. You got the same. However, was the field bigger? That's true. Well, you you can you can split hairs there. I guess there were more people. And I, I'm going to just say this: your army did look better. Yeah. Like it was. It was a night and day difference between the Eldar you took down oh, yeah, the previous well, you, year and I've the one you have now. I've got the shelf of the stuff that I took last year and the shelf of all the other you know, the other three shelves of Eldar stuff. Um, yeah, you can tell there's a difference. I did put effort into it, so I had to bring the standard of the army up to stay at that fourth spot, I guess. So, Because eh, there was an extra 100 players, wasn't there? Extra 150, yeah. It was huge. Um, so it's not it's not like it was... I, I didn't, by the letter of the law... Hit my resolution. I think you can. I think we can probably give that one a push. No, I don't think so because the, what I'm going to say is my next resolution was to uh, get better with detail work with the airbrush, and I would argue that I did, without a doubt. Um, I picked up the new airbrush, got rid of my neo because Mike had a really cool one that we're going to talk about, and I got more or less the same line. Um, and I, yeah, I've been doing a lot more. Um, like on the, uh, why well, can I think of the name of the game? The Infinity Models. I've been doing a lot more airbrush work on individual 28 mil scale models um, with the liquid mass stuff that we learned at uh, LVO, and I feel like it's it's coming along. So I'll hit that one. I'll get 50%. I'll give you 51. 
51%. Okay, so thank you. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> no problem. That's uh, surprising for this group. So 50% cool. would have rounded up anyway, so. Yeah, but rounded up to a pass? <laughs> 51 sounds better. Sure. Okay, so how about who's next? Who's the next worst? I think I am. I got half and half, too. Okay. <clears throat> Because I was to practice on my airbrushing, which I did, and I feel I've gotten better. I feel more comfortable with it now. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think the other one, if I'm, if memory serves, I was going to get more of the boxed all games. Of, I recall it was all oh, of Oh, yeah. yeah, all and, your, like, Super Dungeon Explorer. But the thing that, that gets sort of me thing. is we all thought, oh, that's going to be an easy one for Mike. He'll crush that one by the end. Yeah, of the but game. then he got into Age of Sigmar. He got too many shiny things. That was the strategy. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why my new resolution is not even a. a there is nothing specific. <laughs> there is no specific. If anything shiny comes, I'm covered. You are a. You're committing to non-measurable <laughs> so metrics. I, I do have a question for the two of you guys. So you, you both mentioned um, wanting to get better with your airbrushes. Yeah. Um, do you think it was just a factor of? using them more or was there anything that you were actively trying to do that you think might have impacted how you're no actually I think having a better brush and using it it, having the better brush was a factor and um, I agree practicing was the other half the factor yes absolutely I totally agree the the Neo was okay um but the the higher-end brushes with the better tips make it way way easier so you're telling me the reason for your success is in fact the tip. It, the tip is the important part. Yeah. No. Uh, the other thing. Just too, the tip. Just the tip. No, that's not true at all. The brush. <laughs> the brush action is a little nicer. And the double action. Mm-hmm. The, well, the, the neo is the double action. The forward and the back action. The neo has that. See, tip. but that's not even a good joke because the neo is also a double action brush. He was practicing. And he was practicing fair, his action. I did practice called, the action quite a bit. It's called double action because of the forward, back, Ooh. and the up down. Mm-hmm. And uh, admittedly, I did get trigger finger from how much actioning I was doing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Carpal tunnel from all the finger use? Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> you just got a shit-eating grin on right now. <laughs> I, yeah, it did happen, actually. I had my hand cramp up with trigger finger for a couple of days, which sucks. Um, so you're just kind of stuck in red rum mode? Yeah, you get, you get like, this muscle just... Uh, yeah, it's not enjoyable. Don't have it happen to you. It's really shitty. Um, but the other thing I was going to say is masking. Uh, airbrushing is if you can get good at masking, which is a skill, uh, it makes your airbrushing way better. If you ever want to see somebody sort of put, if you don't believe me, there is a, um, step-by-step tutorial on how to do one of the sci-fi female miniature busts. Was it with like the crazy like grid texture yes. on the cloth and all the shenanigans? Yes. Yeah. That thing was nuts. That's how you mask. Yeah. I think yeah. Dallas posted a link to that. Yes. Yeah. It's out of control how good that is. So, anyways, that's, that would be me, my, my uh, comments on that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Ward? Uh, my resolution was also to improve on the airbrush, and uh, I feel that I did. Uh, I, I want to branch out into a better brush to, to further improve those skills. Uh, but like you guys said, uh, I just used it way more this year compared to previous years, and... Uh, like Steve said, practice masking and using uh, the liquid mask, uh, the Tamea uh, masking tape, and the different uh, um, call it ranges that they have in that regard. So, yeah, um, just using it way more. And now I want to yeah push a little bit further and and get a little bit more fine control because uh, mine was 
I had three different needles uh, that I could use, and I mainly operated on the, like the larger and mid uh, range needles for what I was working on. So now I want to focus on something a little bit smaller and get some details on an actual like twenty eight mil fig, that sort of thing. So cool. and that's why my investment is going to go towards that. All right, fair enough. Um, so I know I can't remember exactly about the second one, but I, I feel that I might have talked about wanting to get better at sculpting. Okay. Do you guys remember that? Does you that sound think? right? I feel like I, I had the conversation with you at one point. I don't know. Um, I don't remember that one. I remember your other resolution. Then maybe that was something we talked about off the podcast. So then I'll, I'll talk about the other one then. Um, mine was I wanted to push myself to get better at competition painting. Mm-hmm. And I had, a, I had a benchmark. There was the previous year I'd got the bronze for single fig yep. and the... Um, the silver for the large model at lock and load. And so instead of taking down more army pieces to enter in, I just decided I was going to take one single fig. Which we talked about right after that episode because they had told you, don't bring down army pieces, paint up something for the competition. Yeah, and so um, in a bit of a weird way, my my goal in the truest sense was to go down and get a silver. Yep. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. I did not get the silver. I actually ended up getting the Grandmaster. Yeah. So I, I'm going to call that a win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For By the letter of your resolution, you failed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 51%. Yeah, no. But if I'm getting a 51%, you got your resolution. For sure. <laughs> um, Thanks, and, and then the other one that I think I, I can't remember if I mentioned the podcast or not, but I have been talking about for a while is that I want to get a little more comfortable with using green stuff. And over the course of the last year, I was spending a lot more time using green stuff to make bases um, that were more heavily textured and sculpted. And I was able to do that um, that ALF crew, where it wasn't like really intense sculpting, but you can't really tell that there's individual sculpting on there that's not from the original model. Yep. So, Which is sort of the point. Yeah. yeah generally, that's so the right idea. I'm going to call that a win? Yep. Yep. You definitely at least attempted it, which is good. And I achieved what I wanted yeah. to in that respect. Sure. So, uh, all in all, I, I got to say this was actually a very productive year for me from that end of the hobby. Um, nice, it's awesome, man. So yeah, then we're going to be going into next year. Yeah, so now we get to all uh, do our resolutions again that we're probably going to fail at. Um, yeah, knowing this crew. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start uh, my resolution this year is to not. After the Las Vegas Open, to not paint an army for a tournament. I don't want to have any army so, pieces that I paint specifically for a list for a tournament. I want to paint now the only question stuff you. that I wish to paint for uh, just getting better at painting. So you don't want to work on any army pieces? Uh, maybe a squad, but not... You'll be able to use them for the army, but yeah. you won't, like... You won't write a list and then paint those models. You'll paint models and then make a list of what you have. So the idea for this year would be... Uh, Actually to paint what you want to paint. Paint Harlequins. Paint Harlequins not because because they're not going to be competitive. They're not going to be a good list. I want to paint them. And hmm. always I've been painting stuff because it will be competitive. And I want to just throw that out. I may not even attend many tournaments this year. That's one of my goals is to get a little bit more into the... Like way back we talked about like Fly Casual for X-Wing. Um, I think I want to do that a little bit more with my, my 40k side of things. 
And maybe get into some of those secondary games that you're actually kind of interested in, like play more Infinity, pay yeah. more Infinity, play more Drop Zone, pay yes. more Drop Zone, that kind of thing. Yeah, I should say, you know what, in all honesty, I would attend more uh, Drop Zone and Infinity tournaments, uh, specifically because I do find tournaments motivate you to paint and get stuff done. Mm-hmm. And I don't have, well, Drop Zone, I have stuff done now. I have lots of stuff done, actually. But not Drop Fleet yet. Not Drop Fleet and not Infinity, and I, I think that would motivate me to finish those armies, but that's not what I'm trying to get at here. I want to specifically work on uh, improving my skill set around mostly my Harlequins, but whatever else catches my eye. Okay. So I think the first model I'm going to paint in the new year that isn't for the Las Vegas Open is the new Tech Magos that's coming out because that model looks the gigantic insane. one. Yeah, and I think that'll be one of those things where I'll, I'll take a month and a half to paint it um, cool. and just enjoy the like actually painting, not with a time limit. No, that's fair, and it's it's good to. Um kind of refocus back on the reasons why you're doing this yeah which fundamentally should be enjoyment yeah and one of the big things that's uh sort of made me realize this is painting this uh prince where i could bust where i can just work away on one section of the model doesn't have to be finished there's no time limit it's just sort of it's a hobby like i come down and i hobby while i'm watching tv or whatever if i don't want to do it i don't do it if i you know want to spend six hours at it i can't that kind of thing so that's my resolution is to i guess be a little more casual with it i like it because excuse me when when the gaming when the hobby feels like work it stops being fun yeah that's what every year for las vegas open prep feels like yeah and i think you can almost even go with that like hardcore casual mentality where you're you're not trying to put yourself into a framework where it has to be done for a particular reason but you're still taking it seriously yep Oh, totally. That's that's the vibe I'm really getting from you is it's pushing yourself to do better yeah. with the only real constraint being yourself. Yep. Yeah, like next year for Las Vegas Open, I'll probably take like Dark Eldar or something completely stupid or Harlequins allied with them or, or whatever. Or whatever I finish for that year, but nothing. The idea will be to take things that I like that I already have painted that weren't done for a crunch. I love that. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds fun. I'm pretty stoked about it, actually. I've been thinking about this. Because also, right now, it seems really good, because I can't wait to finish batch painting these fists. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's me. Mike? I got to go now? You can, you can pass for now. You can pass think about it if you want. I, I, got I, I want to get better at the marriage of the two ways that I paint, which is with airbrushing and with brush work, right? I'm more, I've always been more heavy towards the, the brush side. I want to get a little bit more so it's a little more balanced and uh, speed it up. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you do not paint fast enough. <sighs> Which is why <laughs> I agreed to do the 365 17K in 2017. What? Three hundred, At least 365 models and 17,000 points worth of stuff in a year. What? What? Are you, Why? Where did that come from exactly? <laughs> Somebody thought I painted fast and asked me if I'd like to give it a shot. Where is this a thing? U.S. and Canada. Like it's online. Why is this a thing? Because me and Paul and no, it isn't Paul. Actually, me, John, and Justin and Brian are stupid fucks. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't remember his last name. Justin. Why 17,000? Because it's 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. It seems dumb. See what you did there? Uh, Mm -hmm. Because I feel like you should paint only Infinity. (laughs) 
<laughs> lists are 300 points. <laughs> Just do like 51 lists. It'll be fine. You'll be good. Well, I feel like 365 infinity models and you'd be pretty good. You might actually be okay there. That's true. You might have done triplicate on everything by then. Might be the entire range. Twice. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. But yeah, you'll need to yeah airbrush. Probably. Absolutely. <laughs> Hence the marriage. Okay. Okay. It's I like Sounds like that a one. tough marriage. Yeah, well, I'm going to get to practice, it seems like. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> wow. Um, keep me posted. That is that is a gauntlet. That's I like how no one here was even like, I think that sounds interesting. I might try, too. Can you give me more information? <laughs> Everyone else was like, fuck that. <laughs> you can see it in all your eyes. Nope. <laughs> like, uh, well, here's the thing. I think if I just spent, like, another five grand on Drop Zone, I could maybe pull that off. Drop Zone. If you paint nothing but Drop Zone, this would be doable. Just so the record, it still is 365 models. I would for sure count. Yeah, so a base of five is five five models. models. Exactly. (laughs) You say models, not bases. Look at all my infantry. I'm pretty sure that's not going to (laughs) wash. I paint an infantry army. <laughs> Maybe I'll finally pick up Flames of War. <laughs> well, that's an interesting one. I like that. I'm. Uh, I want to like. We should have like some sort of met. Uh, we should check back in with you. Every <laughs> yeah. so, so my Mike's is 365. Uh, my goal is two. <laughs> two models. Two models. Two two specific uh, models. Um, because of the painting class with Alfonso, um, I'm really interested in different scales. So yep. 75 mil, the busts I've been really interested in after Steve's been working on his. And my goal is to actually uh, complete two of those non-like model or non-miniatures. Yeah, there we go. Non-game That's the word. Models. Non-gaming models. pieces. So, yeah. Cool. So two display pieces that I can proudly put on okay. and... Can I one-up you here? No. Not, like, personally, but can I ask you to do one other thing for this year? Uh, Imperial Fist? No. Drop so. A army. <laughs> and I don't army. care what system. Grammar. An army. Yes. <laughs> I don't care what system. Yeah. I don't care what size. Okay. Get an, get an army to go. a playable size in a system. I, I did before. Yeah, he did. Last year, the drops, drop, 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 drop zone. zone. Yeah, another one. Okay. Either either I'll finally have... do your Malifaux, finish your your Kador, take the twelve your minutes to paint your robots. Drop fleet. Your oh, robots for this robots. I just I want to challenge you okay. to get something playable okay, that so you haven't played before. And you know so what? Something, two resolutions then. Something I'll have playable new... with all of us, maybe, or or more uh, people that you don't majority? typically play with. Majority. Majority. Well, I think honestly, the way it breaks down is either drop fleet or this is not a test. If you can do one of those two. Uh-huh. Um, and actually get it done. Not three quarters done. Actually done, get done. it done. Yeah, not. That's a good point. Because I, I not don't want to pile on here. You are the <laughs> king of finishing things to ninety percent. Absolutely. Me, me or Dan? Dan? No, 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 no. Dan draws his Dan lines much clearer. <laughs> Dan, Dan now paints strictly what he wants because he's tired of us making fun of him. So we know there's no hope. You're still, you're still a mark. We can still, we can still target you. Okay, so the goal then is like one army in a new system, or an existing system of a new army. Yep. And 
two two bus two well or seventy five non gaming two show pieces display pieces. yes display pieces okay cool you should paint Inquisitor just so it's still a gaming piece no because <laughs> people totally play that game all the time <laughs> all the Inquisitor all the time no well Space I mean you were you were talking about um, what was uh, Bodica. Budica, oh, yeah. that bust, and just just looking at some of the different like models in uh, in the seventy five mil ranges and that sort of thing seemed uh, really interesting. So I feel just that hop on putty and paint. There's models yeah, on there that tons. are crazy stunning. So I f- I feel that doing something like that will really change it up for me yeah. uh, this year. So that's yeah. awesome, man. That's kind of what I I'm like going to go for. Uh, I like the resolution for paint and bust. No, so I didn't jump on you. Did you see that? I was nice to you. That's because Mike's you, the nicest guy wanted, in this whole group. You want to jump on that. me? I thought though. it was because Mike went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't here. Dan, <laughs> point for you. <laughs> right on. Um, my resolution is to be extra sarcastic because I want something that's easily achieved. No, seriously. Uh, I think mine is actually going to be pretty straightforward. Where last year was a fucking train wreck in a lot of ways. Everything. It was 2016. Like everyone can relate in one way or another. The entire nothing, planet relates. Actually. Nothing went according to script from like literally the first day. But um, basically, I, I can't remember a year where I played less games than 2016. Like I had zero time, zero energy, zero interest for the majority of the year. And I yeah, I just want to get some of that uh, gaming mojo back. And I know this is not a test; will be a significant portion of that. And yeah, I don't want to like necessarily get myself too caught up in the details, but ultimately I just want to get back into that, um, getting some games in, having some fun, and just really enjoying this hobby, because last year I didn't get a chance to do that much. And ultimately there will be painting involved in that, because it's not fun to play with unpainted stuff, but yep. yeah, ultimately it's just finding that And I'll fun judge and you. I'll totally judge you if it's not painted. I believe it. Verbal, we will, we will <laughs> actively make fun of you. I believe that. Uh, but, uh, to, yeah. to maybe help you with that, uh, I've also discovered a local Battletech group uh, that plays Friday evenings. Where? So <laughs> Where? In town. Where? Avalon Nights. No way. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> it's like literally the worst game store in the city. It's a little mean. Uh, <laughs> it's in like an industrial park near Mayfield. I don't know. I haven't been there. Let's 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 be nice. Yeah, so I've, I'm gonna go with that's mean. Just saying, just saying. Not just because I'm standing up for my BattleTech crew. Not just. Not just. Yeah, I feel like I haven't been to the store. I can't judge yet. But uh, but you don't make it sound great. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's yeah. I don't know. There may so be might, there may be some BattleTech in the future. So it's possible. Might, I've got a few dozen models painted. We might have to go check it out. So yeah, I'll get. I will get Clown Albear ready to go <laughs> because it'll be way funnier if I'm playing with people that are not you. <laughs> Excuse me. I will play Battletech if you finish an army. Ooh. An army of what? I don't know, like a clan of five mechs to your standard. Not the airbrush ones you have, because I know that... <laughs> oh, the starter set ones you where could, I them in a day? You could immediately throw me under the bus and be like, I already have an army, you're playing Battletech, asshole. No, I want like the cool sculpts that you have that you keep being like... How many red ones are done? Red ones are done. I think six are done, and there's another six that are like two thirds. Make, make him paint a star of battle. I don't know what that is. Five. 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 Lances are four, and inners. If you have, if you have the like two damn quality armies, if that makes sense, I will play with you. Yeah, and I, I definitely don't have two at the moment. I won't make I need fun some of you. Four. I won't make fun of you once during the entire time, and I pr- promise I will. I will enjoy myself. 
I don't know if you'll be able to actually fulfill that promise, but I, w- I would love to see you try. I well, will s- <laughs> suffer and pretend I'm enjoying myself. Fair and enough. for me, if you actively start playing Battletech, I will paint a Battletech to play with you. That that all right. This is this is weird that there's actually potentially going to be battle tech happening in the future. It's well, not I just thought a we joke. all told you that's why we buy bought so stuff weird. too. But until you until you start painting and playing, I'm not going to do it either. But again, like I've got it. I've got the. Dad's like, just taking a bath. We're trying to be supportive. God like, damn it! There's going to be a moment where we're all going to be like, Ah, JK, <laughs> you're an asshole. No, we're just trying to be supportive friends. Like, actually, yeah. I'm not trying to be a dick here. No, like, and you know what? If this is the game that's going to make you happy to play moving forward. I will paint up Clan Owlbear. And I I have to admit, the reason that I don't like Battletech and have such a negative image of it is how terrible the models used to be. The three prints ones that you have are actually pretty cool. I agree with that. And I like the video games, so it's tough for me to not be an asshole about this. <laughs> or to be an asshole about right? this. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it wouldn't be terrible to do up a star of Clan Mechs or whatever, because you don't need many of them to be a really powerful force, so... Yeah, if you want to play more games, paint up a second army, I'm in. I'll probably have to reread the rules and remember how to play again. Because well, it's... That's, that's oh, we should that really do the quick the quick rules. The Alpha Strike? Yeah. But I don't own those books. Can we just get free PDFs online somewhere? <laughs> Come on, man. Tom, piracy's wrong. Yeah, we'll it's not later. a victimless crime, Tom. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. I'm getting flashbacks <laughs> to those really shitty ads from the early 2000s before movies. Yep, that's kind of where I was going. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car. Why would you steal a movie? Yeah. <laughs> what if you would steal a car, though? But a movie's pretty simple, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Absolutely. Cool. Tom, what's yours? Well, I think I have two. Uh, the first one for me um, is going to be around the LVO painting channel or a painting contest. I don't think it is a reasonable expectation for my goal to be do the same as I did last year. The LVO painting contest. Or the lock and load. I was going to say, I didn't know you were going. No, the lock and load. Okay. What I meant to say. Okay. Um, I don't think it's a realistic expectation to place on myself to, to push for the Grandmaster a second year. You should go for that silver. Um, no, <laughs> I am actually this year going to be taking down more entries. It's my goal to take an entry in almost every category, if not every category. And I would like to get at least a silver with every entry. And I'd like to get at least a gold a single fig. Okay. That's a lot of things. I'd say it's doable, based on your past performance. Come back with a lot of hardware. It, at least, I want to be try to be competitive for best in category for everything I enter. Whether, whether or not, excuse me, I actually do win that. Irrelevant. I'd like to be in the conversation. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense, because the, like, you know, unit versus single figure and large figure and that sort of a thing, there's different styles and different ways to do each category, so it's a different set of skills. And just kind of push myself across all of those different groups to try and get better, or to try and at least maintain where I was at, or just just keep myself up to a a fairly higher standard. Um, So that's my goal there. Uh, for lock and load. And then I think the other one is very similar to um, kind of both uh, Steve and Dan in that I really want to just start playing more games for fun. I've talked about this a bit on the podcast before. I've talked about this a lot with friends. 
I am really burnt out of tournaments. I love events. I love going to events. I love hanging out with people and doing that whole thing. But I'm sick and tired of, like, three or four games, trophies for best general, best sport, best paint. I kind of couldn't give a fuck about that anymore. And I'm hoping to run a few events throughout the year that are campaign days or um, something where if there are prizes, they're going to be silly and weird and have nothing to do with winning games. And, uh, and just get more actively playing games for fun instead of playing games for winning. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. No, that's, that's a very reasonable uh, set of goals, and I think the community could benefit from that as well because it's kind of been the same slog for the last 10 or 15 years for the most part. Well, yeah, we went from having one tournament a year to having two tournaments a year to having, what, like... Tournament a month, minimum. Minimum in Alberta, there's one tournament a month. Uh, if you're talking across every single game system, it's probably two or three. Yeah, easily. Yeah, it's pretty saturated. I mean, 40k alone, you've got a brawler every month, plus Onslaught, plus anything that's sort of a one-off. Out of the basement, well, plus yeah. Calgary, yeah. plus... Yeah, Terminal P, that sort of stuff. You can easily do probably 20 tournaments in uh, in a year, which is like every second weekend, which gets pretty draining. Yeah, that's a grind. And they're all the same. Like, it, it doesn't really matter... It's all Steamroller or ITC or whatever else. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I love tournaments, and I don't... Um, that's one of the things that I kind of want to push away a little bit is not just tournament gaming. I really like the idea of doing campaigns and narrative stuff and things that are a little less, well, competitive. Yeah, I guess, at the end of the day. And, and a little more fun, right? Well, I don't know if it's more fun. It's just it's different. It's different, fun. which it's at different. this point for me is more fun. Yeah, exactly. Because I need to change. I, I hear you. And I, that I could not agree with more. Yeah. Um, different is important right now to me, especially this is now the fourth LVO. Like, and every January is the same grind. Every, like, it's a, it's a constant January sucks. I don't have much of a social life. I paint. Yeah. So, you know, is what it is. Yeah. So I think it's, I, I'm actually really hopeful I think it sounds like a lot of us are really in a place where we're wanting to kind of push ourselves to enjoy ourselves in a lot of ways. Except for you, Mike. Except for you, Mike. That sounds like... I I will be so proud of you if you finish. (laughs) Yeah. You're on your own, though. Because that sounds like work. I like how everybody here is just like, fuck that. Like, straight (laughs) up. Like, just not. No, but like, Uh, I... I I want to be honest with you, It actually drives me. All right? Oh, yeah. It's like, this is going to be hard to do. I'm going to try to do it. And just because it's hard to do, it makes me want to do it more. I have yeah. no that's, doubt. That's, that's that all JFK. Like we, we choose to go to the moon not because it is easy, but because it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was well, a good well, <laughs> That wasn't what I was trying, but it is what I was trying to say. Yeah. Actually, I like it. No, and and honestly, I think uh, what'll be really neat for that is that maybe by the end of the year, assuming like more products that you love aren't coming out every second week. Yeah, but see, this is where it's it's good. It's vanilla. It's like. I can do anything. No, no. Yeah, but 40K like, suddenly is awesome. You can paint all the 40K you want. Yeah, there you go. See, yeah. there's no But, like, this might be a really good excuse for you to clean up a lot of those half-finished um, projects, or, like, a lot of those things uh, you've kind of started in the last little while. Did you just talk about Mike Mike. Half well, like, your Fire Slayers are started, yeah, not, yeah. not a complete army. Oh, your Sylvaneth you just got are started, not a complete yeah. army. You have, what, three drop fleet? 
um, fleets yep. that are not painted yet. That's correct. You have your resistance that are not painted yet. You have I've only had it for a finish. month, though. My own defense, I've only had it for a month in one of the No, no, no. I like how he's defending that. <laughs> <laughs> I've only had it for a month. I've had these... I've had basically everything for more than a month that I'm painting. No, no, but like all I'm saying, because in no way, shape, or form is this meant to be a strike against you. I think this is a great opportunity for you to start 2018 with a super clean slate. Yep. No, I just really like my, my mindset. That's my entire oh, point okay. here is he's, he's apologizing for only having the army a month and it's not done. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. To <laughs> four <laughs> armies a m- for a month and they're not all done. Yeah, okay. Like if it was two months, it'd be all like done. one of them's <laughs> done. Three are assembled, partially primed. And, like, probably within a week or two, going to be done. <laughs> but, anyway, so all I'm saying is I think this is, as much as it's something that I would not touch That's with a so 10-foot pole, I, like, respect the shit out of you trying this. All right, we should move on, because we've still got more periods. Well, the next one I think is going to be pretty short. Yep. <laughs> um, Ward, why don't you lead it off? Uh, so, I wanted to know what was better and what I should buy, essentially, uh, between the Iwata HP... Uh, B plus yep. airbrush mm-hmm. and the Iwata HPC plus airbrush. So since Steve and Mike have each one of those airbrushes, I would We're going to debate the finer points of point two versus point three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, we were talking about this before the podcast, and I think it might be more useful to our listeners if we maybe break down some of the different lines Iwata has here. Yeah. So that we're not just comparing realistically same, yeah. it is one has what like a 0.1 millimeter difference in needle size yes. and the other one has a larger reservoir on top yes and then one has the option that you can switch out between the two needles yeah that's so the, the one the, so yeah to be clear this the C with a larger nozzle has a kit you can get to give it a smaller nozzle okay before we do that though do you have the who has the list of lines up daniel i've got some iwata websites up on my phone and everything they actually have a so like surprising amount of um, brush lines in total. Mm-hmm. So going through all of them like one at a time or whatever is a bit much. That's what fair we could, Let's focus on the ones that are the most pertinent to... And popular. And popular for gaming. So the I ones think you, that's the Eclipse and... Uh, the Neos. The, the Neo. And the HPs. And the HPs. Okay, so that sounds legit. The Neo we reviewed to the end of time. It's yeah. the entry-level brush. It is a fantastic starter brush because they are cheap. They are... They're cheap to the point of being almost disposable relative to other brushes. Yeah, they're sixty bucks, give or take. Um, you, if you use one two or three times a week, you will destroy it in six months. It does have brass parts. Yes, brass parts. The vast majority deform. of airbrushes have uh, brass nozzles, and that's actually one of the main selling features of the HP Plus uh, High Performance Plus series. Mm-hmm. Is they have steel. they have stainless steel nozzles rather than brass, so they are a lot less likely to deform. Yeah. And the so the eclipse, which is uh, I think what you have, right, Dan? Yeah, the one that I have is um, an Iwata Eclipse, which that has uh, it says hardened steel nozzle, so it's not stainless steel, but oh, it does so have a steel chrome plated, is my guess. But it does have a steel nozzle as opposed to brass, so it is a little bit more um, it is a little bit more durable. But yeah, um, one of the other things too is all the Eclipse um, have a 0.35 mil nozzle. So they don't have the same variety of nozzles that uh, the full HP yeah. Plus series does. Gotcha. Now, do you have? Do you know if the Eclipse has Viton seals? Um, I don't actually. Okay, uh, I'm not sure if they. I don't think they do. 
Um, one of the things with the HP uh, series is they do have Viton seals, which means they are completely inert to basically any um, chemical you would use in paint. Uh, so you can, with an HP, uh, actually spray automotive-grade uh, paints, which... And not you, have it eat your seals. If you put that in any other airbrush, that will dissolve the seals. The reducers in automotive stuff will, like, just... So destroy. more pertinent to hobby guys, can you run straight airbrush cleaner through that? 100% oils, whatever you want. You can run gasoline through it. Like, they're inert. Like, it's... Fun. It'll kill you without a mask, yeah. but... Yeah, you can, you can put anything you want through that. So whatever technique you can dream up to work on your models, uh, you can do through an HP series. Um, doesn't matter the paint. So those are kind of your, your key differences. Um, yeah, when you move into the HP stuff, you're typically going to a smaller uh, cup size. So, Mike, why don't you talk about uh, your brush? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> why? Okay. Smaller size. Did you have to say cup size? Wow, I didn't mean that. I meant actually smaller tip size. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which is actually the worst. Uh, I am not going to be able to talk about this reasonably. Okay, well then don't talk. <laughs> we'll, we'll handle this. Don't worry. Don't. Okay. I just wish there was an HPD. <laughs> for what I use this brush size, for I I is just... detailing so the cup size does not bother me at all how's that because mm-hmm. I'm doing small amount of paint I'm doing small uh, work on the model yeah. so I've never yet run out and then when I want to do something larger that's when I'll actually switch to my Neo and I can get larger areas done so the, the point two does let me do really fine lines with it Mm-hmm. But like I said, that's why the cup size doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. You don't need it for what you're doing with this. You don't yeah, need you don't that. You're not throwing massive amounts of paint through it. So to me, this is redundant gotcha. for, for this needle size. But your needle size is the right size to have for that cup, which is... More flow. Yeah, so more flow. So you're telling me... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I'm not telling you. It's all, you're about, it's all about the ratio between the size of the tip and the size of the cup. Yes. Basically. So I don't I don't think it's that big of a deal because the the cup size on the bigger uh, brush just so allows... the HPC. Yeah, the HPC. Um, just you can spray more paint, and it is large enough that you can actually do some base coating out of, off of it. Um, it's not... It's not like the old hand flamer size of, of spray pattern, but it's still a .3. It's not a .35 or, or even like some of the, the old Badger uh, siphon feeds, which was a .5 and had a rounded ball end, which was basically like just a like fence painter kind of thing. Like it was crazy how much paint you could spray out of that. Uh, it's still really, really detail-oriented. Like you're not going to um, have trouble painting some of the smaller stuff. When you get down to like... You want to do OSL around a, a model's eye kind of thing? Yeah, that might be where you start to struggle with the HPC. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I like that brush mostly is because if I want to spray oils on terrain or something that is a lot more, well, a lot bigger uh, piece, I can do that through that brush and I can still do 95% of my details. Mm-hmm. And if I really want to spend the money, I can shell out for a point two. Yeah, you can buy a conversion kit for the HP Plus or C Plus and yeah. give it a 0.2 nozzle where that same conversion kit does not work properly yeah. to turn the B into a 0.3. Now, the thing is, is you do spend more money getting the C because you are getting the bigger... There's more stainless stainless steel in that body. There's more uh, more more cup size. I was trying to think of a better way to say that because I knew you were going to laugh at me, Tom. Um, Why would I laugh at that? This cup has bigger <sighs> girth. It does. 
Um, That's not helping Tom. So you spend you spend more money. I on am that. serious as fuck right now. I, I care about your you. Brushes. You turned you turned it down there. It was good. Yeah, um, you guys should expect more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you you by the time you buy the conversion kit and spend more money right off the bat, you can buy a Neo, and a Neo will spray all the terrain stuff you ever want. Um, but again, if you want to spray oils for like some of the the chipping effects and that kind of stuff, you can do or or some of the uh, not chipping effects where you have like rust stains that kind of thing. Like the the oil washes, I guess would be the right term. Uh, you can't do that through a Neo. It might start to get a little. Yeah, funny. I think those definitely have the cheap seals. Yeah, they do. Um, so it, it just kind of depends on what you're after. I like having one brush that I don't have to swap bet- between. Like the feel of that brush, the weight is always going to be the same no matter what needle I'm using if I go down that road. Um, yeah, and then I, if I need the bigger cup size, I can. But don't get me wrong, you're not going to be upset with a C, in my opinion. Like I. I bought that one specifically because they that's what they had. It was mm-hmm. almost identical. I wanted yours. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was cheaper, and it's basically I wanted a detail brush. Yep. I got this, and then I basically stopped using my Neo. Yep. Because it does both. So. Yeah, and, and so I think um, I also have the C. Um, and for me, it really comes down to if you want to use one brush, mm-hmm. the C is the one to go with. Yeah. If you're going to be using multiple brushes and want to do finer detail work, um, that's where the B really comes into its own. So if you, basically, if you're doing what Steve does, where everything's done with one brush, go for the C. Yeah. If you're doing what Mike does, where he has his base coating brush and has his detail brush, that's really where the C is going to shine. I think especially if, B's you're, if you have um, a compressor that has the hookups for two different brushes simultaneously. You can go with like it, Like Tom has. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does support that dual brush mentality where you could have the point Dual two, wield. You can dual wield. There's a slight offhand penalty though. So you want your base coat brush to be in your offhand for sure. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's, uh, it's at least a minus two. <laughs> it's at least a minus two. But um, so I, I do think that if you did have the, the dual <laughs> hookup compressor, you could have your point two mil from the HP B+. And then you could have your Neo for your 0.3 or 0.35, whatever it has. Yeah. And then you can have your base coat for simple stuff. You can have your real detail stuff. That's a good point. But if, if you do have just the one compressor, though, you should at least more strongly consider getting the one versatile brush because swapping it out is a much bigger pain in the ass. Yeah, you get a, a, and, a whole nozzle. It's tough. And given how compressors are way more expensive than the brushes themselves in a lot of cases, if yeah. you already have the compressor, that will in some ways dictate your brush choices, not the other way around. Yeah. Although you can always get fittings to do both, but then you end up with with uh, flow rate issues and that kind of thing, yeah. depending on what you've got. So yeah, it's not always the And case. you really, I, I think, Dan, you hit the nail on the head here. You kind of want to buy your brush to your compressor. Yep. Um, because if you don't have a good compressor with a good even flow with a good regulator, using a .2 brush might not be a good idea in the first place. Yeah, also, you, you need uh, volume of air for lower needle sizes. How, ma- how many PSI do you guys pump through your brushes? Depends what kind of paint I'm using. Depends how thick it is. Depends on how on average. surface area. But the pressure is 20 also, to 30 PSI? Uh, I typically paint at 18 PSI. Yeah. Uh, but it's the reason for that, and this is this gets actually more uh, from the automotive side of, of using a spray, wep- or spray weapon. Uh, spray gun. Flavor! Yeah, exactly. I think a spray weapon was a type weapon in uh, Second Ed 40K. Um, no, but you want volume of flow. It's actually gallons per minute. That's really important. 
Um, pressure is secondary to that. Um, and you also want to make sure your pressure drop is, is sustainable on your compressor. And the, the smaller the needle size, the more flow you need and less pressure. Because it will spit funny. That's the other thing I was going to mention. The you got to watch it. Large needles don't clog clog up as well, but the smaller your needle gets, the easier it is to clog it up. And oh yeah, like if you're spraying a lot of metallic, especially yeah. the point two might be a little bit more iffy. Yeah, it should still be good if you're using proper thinners and proper yep. airbrush paints. But, but there is if you're having yeah. problems and it's clogging all the time, maybe you're too small. Yeah, the point. That, well, the other thing too is if you're uh, if you're painting uh, with GW brush paints and you're oh, not using uh, a lot of the um, specific airbrush paints, you probably want to strain your paint before you go with a, with a point two. With a point three, you can maybe get away with it. Point three five, you're probably okay. Um, but a lot of people will have like a, a piece of nylon or, or some sort of silk or whatever to strain through their, their paint. Um, you can actually get specific strainers um, that will help you out. But yeah, if you don't like to be anal retentive with cleaning your, your, your spray gun, you really need to strain your paint. That's really important. And I know we were at a at that seminar, the guy at the LVO that says, I never clean my brush and never even take it apart. Well, you really have to strain your paint then. Like that's, there's no way around that. You can for sure just run cleaner through it and just run thinner through it. I don't totally subscribe to that school of thought, <laughs> but you know, it, it works for him. So, and you do have to be careful when you're taking things apart for seals, that kind of stuff. So anyways, I like the uh, the C. I'm a big fan of it. I think it's the the one brush to rule them all. And so, just a quick comparison to bring us back to the original topic here. Um, it really sounds like if you're just starting out, the Neo is a great place to go, especially when you're trying to figure out exactly how you're wanting to do your airbrushing. It kind of seems to me like the Eclipse may have been eclipsed in the last little while by the HP series. When when I was first like well, doing hobby stuff, like the Eclipse seemed to be like the pinnacle airbrush that you wanted to buy for my water. Which it was five yeah. or six years yeah, ago. And the prices for all of them have come down. Like the the Eclipse series, when I bought mine, it was marked down from like two hundred and twenty dollars or something. Like the HP series and the Custom Micron series back then was like astronomically expensive. Whoa. So I think the prices have come down to a much more reasonable amount. Like for example, what were the HP uh, plus that you guys were looking at, what would they run? Two fifty. Two yeah, yeah two fifty to two eighty. I think. I think depending. I paid two eighty. Yeah. I know because Mike was making fun of me because you paid what like two forty for yours. No, two fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I paid. Right? I paid more. And I think I paid about two sixty, two seventy for my HPC. Yeah. Did you get yours from Delta Two? No, I got mine at uh, Hobby Wholesale. But I got mine at Colors. On one forty nine. Yeah, Colors is literally the worst. I'm going to Delta <laughs> tomorrow. So yeah. Delta's. Money. Yeah. Um, and then, like, right now, like, the, I think the pinnacle right now would be surpassing the HP series would be the Custom Micron. Yeah, the Custom Micron <laughs> is, well, as the name implies, there are far more interchangeable um, parts. If you want very specific effects, very specific nozzles and caps, and they have way more stuff out there. Like, if you literally have thousands of dollars and are doing this for eight hours a day as, like, a career and you have a reason for needing all those different customizable parts, yeah, Custom Icon will be probably the brush for you, but yeah, it is probably way above and beyond what we need. Amongst professionals, these brushes that we're talking about are dirt-cheap disposable brushes. Like a <laughs> $250, $300 brush is not like something you would ever use as a professional. Especially, user. well... It's it's the smaller it's the smaller needle that really really costs. People yeah. might not realize this, but manufacturing 
the point three is relatively easy. Point two gets harder. The point one, it's almost exponential how hard it is to produce. Said you know, so the cost accurately. goes up. Yeah, goes up substantially. Well, yeah, I mean the automotive world again. You you have an actual spray gun. Like they start for the vapor feed stuff. That would be a production gun in uh, in a shop would start at five six hundred bucks. So the quick question I have, um, Dan. We've talked about the point of the Neo. We've talked about the point of the HP, HP series. Why would someone want to buy an Eclipse? Well, give, give us a sales pitch for it. Realistically, the big difference is that it, when you get to the Eclipse, you start getting into the steel nozzles rather than the brass. So you're going to get more durability than you will out of a Neo. It's more expensive, but keeping in mind, I bought the Eclipse before the Neo existed. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was... I mean, granted, they do have a number of other lines as well, but... The Eclipse before was just really for people that can't quite afford the HP Plus. They didn't have, like, at the time, I think it was around 300 US was the list price for an HP Plus, yep. which I did not have to drop on an airbrush back yeah. then. Um, so I think yeah, the costs have come down quite a bit, actually. With the costs having come down, I think you're... It is sort of that in-between, which in some ways can be a good thing, but in some ways can also be a bad thing, where it is literally the in-between between your starter brush and your more high-end brush. But I, I do think you're probably better off starting with a Neo and then jumping a little bit down the road. Once you know what you're doing, um, once you know what you want and exactly what you're going to be using it for, getting the HP um, series that works out for you will probably be a better investment. But in the days before the Neo, this was probably closer to your entry-level or mid-level brush. Yeah, it totally so, was the entry-level brush that was accessible. There might have been other like entry-level Iowatas, but this is the one that... Like stores actually stopped. Well, and like my first brush ever, which I fucking hated, Pash. every was Pash. the VL. Yeah, I had the and that was like a hundred and fifty dollar brush, and it was a piece of shit. Oh, even worse <laughs> was the Aztec. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, they had. That's a good thing. They it had was really they, bad. They had different like tips that you could buy, and there was like, spr- and they were spring like loaded and pressurized. What? And the paint would gum up inside like the spring like it was horrible you basically just bought like oh that's a terrible idea it was bad the paint flows around a spring yeah it's not good Good. well i'm pretty sure aztec was testers wasn't it yeah yeah oh that makes sense horrible (laughs) horrible so uh, i guess in my mind maybe the only reason is if you want to buy a brush that's going to last you longer than a neo and you know you're never going to want the fine detail of an hp series yeah if maybe that's where the eclipse is in its ballpark if your if your main concern is durability rather than detail work then the eclipse series will be fine because it's yeah it's got the steel it's got the 0.35 nozzle which you can use for a large variety of paints you can use it for coarser paints without straining them or if you're just using your gw paints or whatever with a little bit extra thinner like, it's a decent workhorse brush as well in the same vein as the Neo, but it will last you longer. Mm-hmm. And because it's got more sub-assemblies and everything, you can replace parts on it more easily than the Neo. I think it would be an excellent uh, base coat brush. Like, if you pick up an Eclipse and then later mm-hmm. on you decide... Because um, the Eclipse, frankly, when you start airbrushing, is fine. You'll, you're not, you're not going to be, like, hampered by its abilities or anything Oh, not like at all. It's a better brush than the Neo is for oh, sure. Yeah. And yeah. the Neo, you can do detail work if you really want. It's it's a little tougher, uh, especially once it starts to get a little bit used. But yeah, the Eclipse will do detail work, no problem. Um, and then once you decide you want to step up to something uh, a lot more detail-oriented, you have a great base coat brush, an absolutely fantastic base coat brush. It will last you for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I've had mine forever, and aside from buying a new needle once every couple of years, it's never needed anything more than that. Yeah, the only thing I, with the steel, uh, like I imagine they're chrome-plated tips, if you um, 
chip that, it'll rust. And that would probably be the only wear part that I could see really going wrong, other than maybe the needle. Yeah. And that would be it. And the no- But the nozzles aren't that crazy to replace. No. Um, that particular one, at least the they have changed the Eclipse design since I got mine. Um, but the one that I had, I believe it... Or shit, am I thinking about the Neo now? I think the, way, I think the Eclipse has uh, the steel tip that, like, screws into a brass one. Oh, weird. Which is kind of odd, and I don't know if they're still designed that way, but it was... Well, as long as the brass isn't the actual friction part, like, that's contacting the needle, that's fine. Yeah, it's where, where the actual needle better. is, like... Where the actual needle is, you know, going flush with the metal to cut off yeah. the flow, it was steel. Okay. So yeah, that's so. Who really cares? But I would prefer stainless steel. Like stainless steel yeah. on anything that is going to be potentially oxidizing or any bad shit like that. You want stainless? Yeah. Yep. Cool. So, yeah, it's 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 an awkward in between where the Eclipse is so, is stuck in between the two tiers where there didn't used to be as much variety. So I don't know. I think it's losing its niche for the Eclipse. Yeah. But it is a good workhorse brush. They are relatively inexpensive. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably in that like one fifty to one eighty kind of range. I'm sure they are now. Because they've definitely come down from where they were. Yeah. Cool. So, Ward, does that help you? Or did we just give you more? Uh, They're all good, was basically our answer. (laughs) When in doubt, buy both. Yeah, like, if I had to rate the the B and the C, I'd give them both five bucks. Like, they're both great brushes. Just to... Because I mean, I feel I've got the the Pash Talon, and I feel that that is a good base coat brush. So as sure, long yeah. as I'm okay with swapping it out, I might go with the B just for a little more bit more detail. detail. Yeah, yeah, which is fair. So. If you currently like your brush uh, for base coating, then, then go for the it, detail. Go for the go for the B. Yeah, and then I mean, if I get if I get sick of. Um, changing out like the hoses because it'll be a different brand right oh so, it will be a different fitting entirely so the hose will change but then i mean if that's the case then maybe i'll look at an eclipse just for durability. or the fast attachment hoses that you can get yeah you can get the the quick release ones. that too but then i'd also but that is still only the same range correct Isn't no because the the actual it's like an air fitting yeah um You'd have to get two different accessories for each brush um, but the main one to the, the air fitting compressor the is the same okay yeah, I'll take a look at that maybe. And then the other thing you can look at as well is at some point down the road, upgrade to the compressor like I have that's actually got the two Shoot. separate nozzles and, or the two separate outputs for the the brushes and then just get an attachment on the one. The one thing I would caution you with is you'll be surprised how much smoother the the gradients come out of these brushes. So you might suddenly not like your uh, Pash Talon for base coating yeah. and you can see it's got a little bit more spit to it and if splatter. And I'm just going to tell you this as a man that's that had a, a Pash brush which actually made me not airbrush for about four years um, the, <laughs> I know the you're trying to were so much easier and better <laughs> to use you might actually like the the Iwata for like a base Zenithal thing yeah <laughs> it's pretty like, nice it's even the Neo man yeah, felt like an upgrade on my much more expensive posh. I'm I'm okay with that. So. Yeah, you might want to pick up a neo and I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a dink double income no kids. So uh. so if that's the case, what you want to do get a is get the new compressor like I have and both brushes. Well, I mean, buy all like the things. Get a, get a neo and you'll actually be surprised. It's probably better than the talent. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And when it breaks, you just chuck it. <laughs> Maybe if there's any parts you can save, put them in a box, buy another one. 
So yeah. A Neo uh, and an HPB? I'm going, Is that a plan? That's not a bad setup, actually. I think it's a really good setup. I'm going shopping tomorrow, so I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, and, I think and then somebody, you don't have to change the hoses out. You just unscrew the ends because they're all O-ring boss uh, seats on the Iwatas, so they're easy to swap. Yeah. And then, it, yeah, I, and I honestly think that in the next year I'm probably going to get an HPB. And dual wield with the B and the C. Oh, I really want a custom micro really bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's cut it here because this can get way longer. And honestly, I thought we were not going to have that much to really talk about comparing two fucking brushes, but that was like a 20-minute segment. <laughs> Turn, uh, more. Okay, so there's, a, there's actually a lot to talk about there. So Okay, uh, this segment could be long, so we're going to have to rapid-fire this. I think we will we just rapid-fire. We can't talk too long about this segment. Okay, so this next no, one... No reasons, just statements. No, I think... <laughs> quick reasons. Quick reasons. But we gotta keep it And if here. someone's droning on... We cut them off. Slap you have a gong or something? No, you get the... Uh, the uh, to- What is it, the awards where they have the hook? Do you have a hook? Do you have a... What's the song they play the most? Oh, this. That's it. Camp Town There we go. We have a noise. We have a noise. If you're going too long... We'll hit you that. We'll sound. Oh, right. Okay, that's so loud. that's really loud. Okay, <laughs> uh, what's our first category? Oh, so the first category. For, let's just preface this quickly. Okay. Uh, because it's the end of the year, we would like to talk about the greats and the not so greats of 2016 when it comes to uh, models that have been released, when it comes to rule sets that have been released, and when it comes to um, hobby tools, paints, whatever else that have been released this year. Okay. So, we're going to start with the greats of the models. So, okay. your favorite model or model range that you have seen this year, Steve, go. Uh, this year, it's got to be the Gene Steeler Cult. I really like the Gene Steeler Cult stuff. I thought that was so well sculpted and had the feel of the original uh, cults, especially the character Kit, like the Patriarch and the Magus, are boss. All right, Mike. Uh, I'm going to go with the UCM fleet for drop fleet. Oh, that's a good one, too. The, the, not yeah. the PHR? Not the, no, no I, the UCM was good. The UCM just has more. It's just, I just like it more. How's that? No, that's fair. They look like flying guns. <gasps> <laughs> Damn it, did I steal it? <sighs> they don't have to be different, you guys. We can agree. I know, don't, I know. Don't try and be a fucking hipster and no, like think of something unique here. I, I grabbed the thing that grabbed my I, attention. I would say yeah. that I was most excited about the PHR as well. Or sorry, the UCM as well. Uh, the UCM you, is what sold that entire Kickstarter. When you first saw the picture and yeah. you're just like, those are spaceships? Let me give you my money right away. So <laughs> I would agree with Mike and say, yes, UCM for Drop Fleet. Damn. Uh, for myself, I think it's hard not to give it to um, the Burning of Prospero set in terms of the Sisters of Silence. And the oh, that's also a good one. Because <laughs> suck today, Steve. You all the I'm still bloods. totally happy with my Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's a great looking set as well. But these, I think, were just fantastic models that have never existed before. They've been in the fluff since like the beginning of time. They've been around forever, but they've never had a models, and the models turned out great. I will give you Sisters of Silence. The I don't like the Custodes as much, but Sisters of Silence, take that kit. Yeah, 100%. I'd like to see the Custodes painted well in person. Yeah, me too. Me too. So um, so I'm a little bit torn on this one because I feel like the Homer in me wants to say my favorite model range or kit has been the Sky Pirates for Gremlins and Malifaux. Uh, mm. I thought you were going to say Elf. That was not new this year. That is <laughs> obscure as fuck in production for several years. New to you He sold year. more to me this year than probably the last five years okay. combined. All right, all right. But uh, I want to say that, but I got to agree with you, Steve. Jesus Christ. Those models are fucking gorgeous. They got me this close to getting into 40K. Yeah, if the Jesus Christ were a horde army, 
I would have picked them up. Right? If yeah. I could if I could play that game with a couple models, I'd do it. And that me that, wanting to play 40k? I know. Big I know. Right? Okay, so worst model. Go. Worst model? Uh you gotta come back to me, I gotta think on this one. Okay, wait. No, no, I actually have it. The uh Forge World one that just came out, the dual wielding probulator guy. Oh, the Primus Man. I think he is That's horrifically bad because it's the Forge World uh, like signature series or whatever they want to call it, where they're releasing them in store. Worst model of the year. I, you know what? This may be dismissive of me, but if I don't like the way it looks, I forget about it and don't think about it ever again. How's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotcha. So you just, you, you're... It's like, oh, that looks like avoidant. shit, and then I, they move on. Let's All right, that's fair. Nice, uh, so then we'll just move on. Ford. You gotta skip me for a second. All right, Dan? Yeah, I'm having a hard time having any really stand out as well. The I think the Ultramarine Standard Bearer from that same Forge rolled in the Stores series, where yes. that model turned out to be a little bit better if you do a head swap. The head just, I think, was sculpted way too small and just made the rest of the model look really fat. So but apparently that those one are, was a bit of a miss. Those are trainee sculptors. Maybe. And they release those as training busts type thing. That's fair. It's entirely possible that they were not good enough to enter standard production, so they were like, maybe if we slap a limited edition label on it, people will still buy it? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. For me, it's any model released by Guild Ball. Ooh, yeah. Okay, my memory's I don't even really know what those look like. I don't care. They're bad. It's a a game pitched as like a real miniature game that look, the models look like mediocre board game peak pawns. Okay. I've heard them compared like they're not as bad as some privateer press models from eight years ago as like people trying to defend them looking good oh okay <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you on that one and privateer used to have some pretty mediocre stuff rounding out the bottom of their line yeah there was there was a good like, two year mediocre period mediocre being generous there was a two year period where all, all, I love the game I love the models of the universe two years their sculptors sucked yeah so Moving on, let's talk about rule set. Your favorite rule set to come out this year, Steve. Favorite rule set, which could include a codice if you wanted, or codex. Uh, yeah, <laughs> favorite rule set this year coming right. out. Brand new worky. I I gotta give it. Gene uh, Sealer cult. No, the Gene Sealer cult. <laughs> see, there's the thing. I it's a coin flip for me between Trader Legions and Gene Sealer cult because. Uh, I'm going to go with Trader Legions because it's been so long in the in the works. People have been clamoring for it. There's a lot of excitement about it, especially with all the new campaigns going on. And all the rules are very, very fluffy. Um, I mean, Alpha Legions, you never kill their warlord. Just keep swapping out with characters. That's so cool. That's got to be it. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, when you kill a warlord, you just nominate a new one. Many heads of the Hydra. That's such a cool rule. That's That's got to be it for me. <laughs> Mike, do it's going to be a drop fleet again because yeah. it's a better version of Gothic from everybody I've talked to says the same thing. <sighs> I would have said that, but I haven't played a game. So yeah, that's not my sure. fault. That's not my fault. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but that's the newest game that I've actually played and enjoyed. How's that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, my worst game. Oh, we're not doing that yet, right? No, nope, we're going to do it. Best one for this year. Again, Ooh. you can agree with people that have already said things, yeah. so we don't just spend forever pondering. I'm going to say the um, Wrath of Magus that just came out for All the right. Thousand Sons. So really? I, you know what, Steve? I'm super jazzed about Thousand Sons. Super huh. Really? That is not w- at all what... I'm Okay. 
Left I'm blown field. away. I'm blown away by that one. Yeah. Well, I think the obvious one for me would be this is not a test where <laughs> it's just <laughs> shocking. Such a, such a fun, random, like loose system, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just it's pushing a lot of buttons. I get to play with Fallout or Borderlands or whatever type models. Yeah. You could argue. Yeah. And the first couple of games have been a blast, even with completely Spewy. fucking ridiculous dice rolls. Oh my god. Like Tom rolling like four tens in her own a D10 system to just liquefy my goddamn troops. Oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you jamming on like half of your shots over the course of two turns. Yep. That was and good. then me failing most of my activation checks for a couple turns. Yeah, when every single model that I have on the board is like buried in jam tokens, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. It, was, really? it was okay when I was only getting one AP per model. What kind of jam? <laughs> Raspberry? Only one man gives him the raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, that that game for me is definitely cool. Definitely yeah. the winner. So I, I think it'd be easy for me to say the same as Dan. I'm going to say War Machine Mark III. Oh yeah, that came out this year. Um, <laughs> and I want to say it because they streamlined the game a lot as far as like taking out a lot of like shitty mechanics. They brought in pre-measuring. But yeah, the real a, yeah. the real reason I like that game now is because the mentality the company has behind the push into the new edition. Yeah. Where they're pushing your army your way. They're really trying to make people embrace the hobby more. Yeah. And so at that point, I almost don't even give a fuck what the rules are. The company's m- wanting to make the game what people what people should be playing. Fair enough. In my mind. Fair enough. So worst, Steve. Well, we had talked about this actually very recently, but it's got to be dystopian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dystopian, dystopian took a step backwards from a rule set that was already. In. But it's actually the year before release. But it, but I was gonna, it. Yes, it was. Wasn't this year? Yeah, it was 2015. I didn't touch those ships for a fucking year. Uh, ooh, I thought it was this year. Nope. Nope. Mm, mm, then I'll have to come back around for mine. But I'm going to say the same thing, Steve, because the fast fleet rules for both dystopian and, and firestorm. firestorm sucked balls and crashed and burned. I don't know if you know about it, but. They came yeah, out with that uh, the streamlined and they were it was garbage. So Spartan got struck out twice there as far as I'm concerned. Alright. It would be rules point three. Okay. Okay. I'm still thinking about other ones that sucked. I'm too. gonna go with Guild Ball. Just it seems like they're just trying to jump on multiple different bandwagons, and there's I have no interest in it. I'm interested it to does, see what happens with Blood Bowl it doesn't, potentially just crushing them. That's what it's sounding like so far, yeah. right? So, yeah, I'm just, I'm not interested in the models, like Tom said. I'm not interested in the rules at all. Like, there's... And fuck Guild Ball! There's nothing that I'm I okay game. saying that. There's, Remember there's, what I said? You see something, oh, and then I just moved on. That was that was wonderful. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Dan? I'm having a hard time thinking of any particularly bad releases other than Spartan just doing whatever the hell they're doing and the rest of us not caring. <laughs> it's okay to shit on Spartan, man. We've, we've spent half of an episode doing this. We can cap the year. This sh- <laughs> like, it, in all honesty, for me, 2016 and Spartan Games, boom. <laughs> I feel like Fuck them both. <laughs> Good riddance, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we can go with more just shitting on Spartan. Nothing else really stands out as being particularly, you know, drop the ball type situation. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, and did Halo come out this year? Uh, yeah, I think it did, actually. Yeah, it did. Did anyone... Was there a I single... Had, I, had zero, I had zero interest because of all the the bull from the still... So we're all actively involved in, like, all of the random offshoot game communities on Facebook within basically Western Canada. 
Has a single person here heard of a single other person playing that game? No. 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 I don't know anyone who plays, though. No. Case in point, fuck you, Spartan! <laughs> Steve. Wow. I, 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 mm. I was trying to think of GW release because I'm always super happy with GW stuff, but they've legitimately kind of turned the ship around. I can't think of a, a GW release to be negative about that's overly awful compared to anything Spartan did. Well, to be fair, that is an awfully low marker. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, for the worst, worst of the year, I was trying to be fair and balanced. Can't think of you, you, What's the name you of the can, one with the scouts in the bushes with the gene stealers that offered nothing new? Oh, Lost Patrol. Oh, I thought was you were... Was that a thing? Did anyone actually play that? I thought you were going to say Bushes of Love. Bushes of Love. <laughs> 49 times. Um, no, uh, Lost Patrol was just snapped together models designed to be sold in, like, Walmart with a really simple rule set. Like, it's not... It's a board game. I don't... Eh. I'm, trying to think of, I'm just trying to think of an underwhelming GW release, and that one, like, nobody ever talked about. What about no. the plain one? Oh, that would be a terrible rule set. Actually, you know what? That does take my year's worst rule set is uh, Death from Death from the Death Skies. From the skies. Yeah, because they <clears throat> gave you optional rule sets that were really involved and like basically were almost a standalone game. Sorry, was this the one with like the you buy a squadron of like seventeen fighters? No, this was this was the actual complete the actual rule set where you uh, ha- add a new phase to forty k where it is the yeah. dogfight phase, and you, like, line up your maneuvers and then resolve your attacks and do all sorts of crazy stuff. And some ships didn't have, or some planes don't even have values, like an uh, agility value, so they can't even participate in that phase. Like, it's fucking <laughs> crazy. It's just really bad. Hmm. Um, so that would be the worst one. Still, it at least had some cool fluff and some interesting formations. I think Spartan stuff got to be worse. <laughs> well, ob- objectively, absolutely. Like, yeah. But that one, yeah, Definite Skies was real bad. Okay, so best hobby product of 2016. Uh, <sighs> God damn it. Uh, I have the worst. I know that I've one. I've got a good one. Okay, we'll, go. we'll leave the worst for later. But okay. Ward, what do you got? I'm going to go with the GW Colored Sprays. Yeah? All right. Yeah. They were actually really, really solid, so. Yeah, I will take that any day of the week. Um... I'm probably going to go with the... I actually really like some of the GW, like, texture basing paints, the new ones. Like, yep, with yep. the crusty, like, Martian iron crust and stuff like that. I've had success with them so far. And for some of my Battletech bases, they are going to make life a little bit easier for some of the more rank-and-file stuff. I think I have six pots of three of each. The Martian and uh, iron crust and Martian yeah. It's a good sign. It's so good. I just... I, the only downside being I wish they had one for, like, the cracked, like, the black or really dark yeah. metal yeah. for lava. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that is a missed opportunity, but the products they did release were really solid. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for me, I feel like even if it wasn't originally a release of 2016, it was the first time we saw it in Canada, is the Vallejo acrylic metallic colors mm. that are really designed to... What, what are they emulating again? What's that brand? Uh, the Alclad. Al, the, yeah, the Alclad. base pigments. Yep. Yeah. So they spray so beautifully. Like, yes. I was spraying some the other day, yes. working on some Iron Skeeters, and it is it is a metallic that looks better than any other metallic I've ever done. Yep. Yeah, you can't brush it, and there's not... Yeah, that finish is the best you can get, and the two colors, just doing a zenithal with it, you can't even tell if it's zenithal. Like, it's just... They blend so beautifully. Yeah, it's perfect, and yeah, it's unbelievable. And then just, like, some washes and call it a day. Yeah, for sure. It's magical. 100%. So that, for me, number one. 
I would. L- I'm gonna go the same. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna rip you off here. Hey, we're saying these twice. Yeah, you know, I was going to say GW Snow. Actually, was one of the ones that I like because I think no one's ever done a good snow product. Basic and they product finally did that isn't lethal to your health. And even the glass <laughs> stuff, depending on how you use it, can look really weird and like kind of melty. The GW Snow's awesome. They did a really good job with that one. But I, I don't use it a lot. Vallejo Metallics I use probably daily. Yeah, yeah. And they're a reasonable price for how much you get. Yeah, that's a big pot. Yeah. Now I, I, I have the worst. Without a doubt. Mike needs to get his Mike best, though. Oh, best. yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's going to be Vallejo Metallics as well because I use them for all of the candy in those in all of my uh, drop food oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you just can't beat it. It's like, you got to try this, but, but I don't have an airbrush. This is your chance. You need to try it then still. You Buy an airbrush. <laughs> Trust me. It's, it is. It's, it's beautiful. I, I don't know how to say it. I brush them on for, for my Metallics on my Marines. And it's pretty good. I just, I won't use them as a base coat of a brush on metallic. I do. I like it. Oh. Anyways, we'll talk later. Uh, I really want to talk about the worst, though, because okay. I think this is the worst hobby product ever. Not for 2016. This was stupid beyond belief. GW Gem Paints. Damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do we? Oh, I think the only, yeah. Wow. They're so bad. They're the worst. You can't spray them. There's other products that do a better job, uh, and they only have three colors. And it encourages you to paint something poorly when there's lots of really good techniques just to do, like, I, manual gem effects. I don't understand them. That's yeah. mine, and I've been waiting to say that. that was for, yeah. yeah, it was actually my first thought, too. But uh, yeah, any other no, suggestions? Actually, was, no, it was my suggestion, too. Those were horrible paints. What I've been having a lot of issues with lately is actually the Army Painter Accelerator. I don't know. What's oh, I don't buy that. I don't Why know. would you buy anything from Army Painter? No, it was don't my wa- mistake. No, it was no, the, there's nothing. The secret weapon washes. It was the only mind. accelerator that I could find when it was like crunch time to like pick up. Everywhere was out of uh, the resupply bottle, so I was just like, oh, I'll, I'll try it, buy it, and uh, I totally regret it. It's horrible. You know what? I'm going to throw this out there. Army Painter as a line. Yeah, it's just like a shittier version of anything else you can buy. Yes, it's half the price, but how much do you spend on your models, people? There's a reason it's half the price. Yeah, and I've heard people talk about like if you do it from this specific angle with like this level of humidity in the air, with this like five degree window of temperature, it'll work fine. During yeah, during a full (laughs) moon, it'll work just fine. Or you could spend an extra $8 or $10 or whatever and get a product that's going to work in 99% of the situations. For me, it was availability. That was the only thing. I'd rather spend the more uh, dollars and get something better. But I was going to say their colored sprays aren't terrible. No, they are. I use their their bone colored one all the time. Don't a lot of people say they clog like a motherfucker? They clog like a motherfucker. Yeah, but I always spray my paint so I don't spit down. Yeah, so do I. Really? Clog like a motherfucker. I have a can of bone spray that has never. In fact, I it is it is the anomaly. Of really? Of yes. Yeah, and this is the problem with these kind of shitty paint ranges. Every once in a while, there's going to be a hit. Huh? It's like golf. You're like golf sucks. Golf sucks. You hit a sweet shot, and you're like golf is fucking awesome. Except <laughs> the difference is when you have like all of those shitty shots in golf, you're just losing some cheap golf balls. When you're doing it to your expensive fucking models, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, sorry, you're geez, up a Steve, space you, you do have an anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much fun. Do you have a space marine? I yes. fucking hate space marines so much. 
<laughs> Just go to a driving range with a bunch of McCrag Marines. It's <laughs> 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 a weird image. I like it. Uh, what do you got, Dan? I can't really think of anything else. Other, like, the gem paints were one of the only ones that I tried, like, a little bit personally. And they were just like, what the fuck? These are atrocious. Like, what is the point of these? But... Because I generally just avoid most hobby products if they don't make sense. Like, I haven't encountered any new ones that didn't work out really for me. Fair enough. That I can remember, anyway. That's fair. What do you think about the GW uh, textured bases? Didn't I already say that they were my pick for the best no, one? No, the paints are different from the textured base, the plastic bases the they've the released. Oh, the ones with no details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are weird. Like, I feel <laughs> like they, they won... A lot of people over based on the price alone, but the mm. quality of them does not replicate some of the better resin companies out there. Yeah. I think it's it's hard to re- it's hard to resolve. It's not that, the worst, but they are the best so either. cheap per base compared to the resin ones. But the quality is not there. They do not have the sharp edges. They don't have any of the undercut. Like any of the ones that have like fake gravel texture on them, it's fucked. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm pretty hit or miss on those. those the price was my, right, but they could have been done a lot better. Those are gonna be my second choice. Okay, I want to throw a curveball question to you guys just to wrap this episode up for the end of the year. Did everybody go through their worst hobby product? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who do we think had a better year? Hawk War Games or Games Workshop? Games Workshop. Games Workshop. Hundred percent. They're quarterly sales. No, 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 no just no. Let, him, let him choose, let him choose. But I just want to say, keep in mind, th- we should account for relative Are you talking size. percentages or... No, no, volume? not sale, not volume of sales, okay, none of that Hawk. shit, but like, Hawk relative to year. where they were in 2015, who had a better year in 2016? Oh, relative to 2015? GW, without a doubt. Were you going to say? Oh, that one's, that one's tough. Um... Because I think, in my mind, those are the two companies that did the best this year. People already liked Hawk. People hated GW in 2015. But you want you want the yeah, reason I would they say they have Hawk, a whole new game, no line, and it, it jumped off the jumped off the like the, the clamor I have been hearing. No, no, I'm just saying Sigmar is oh, for coming sure. around. That's what Hawk my point is. Made, Hawk made it this year in 2015. Yeah. Age of Sigmar, people hated that shit. Now Age of Sigmar is selling like crazy, and it's got a huge tournament following. People are into it. It's blowing up. There's a lot of good sales there. It's almost there. like a point system was useful for a game. They listened to their customers, because Hawk was always doing that. Hawk was like, oh, it's overpowered in the tournament. We'll tone it down. We'll release new rules. It's fine. What are? What's your answer, Ward? You you're, uh, look like you're going to explode, like some sort of logic bomb. He, he's dropped. still thinking. I'm thinking. I'm going to say this. A lie. You, say G, you say GW. You say Hawk. I say GW. Because no, no one has done more for their fan base in a positive way in this last year than Games Workshop. The only company yeah, I've ever seen period. do this is EA Games. And what was their positive turnaround? I'm curious. They went from uh, the corporate survey of consumers in America from the most hated company in America oh, yeah, ahead of were, Comcast. And like Monsanto and stuff. And Monsanto. Like, <laughs> Whoa, to be fair, a lot of people don't know hated. about Monsanto. That, sure, but either way, on that scale of just consumer respondents, they were number one, like way above everybody. And now they are, uh, they did the same thing as UW. They started engaging with their community, asking people like what they want to see, doing sales on Origin and like cross, like basically being nice to their customers. Yeah. And they, their metric was not on that list anymore of 20 most hated companies in America. Because Games Workshop, what did they do this year? They... Um, released additional rules for a game that people wanted. They started giving discounts on bundles again. 
Yep. They started actually making interesting rules. The model kits have been, I would say, the best year of models they've released in a very yeah, long time. Yeah, 2017 doesn't look to disappoint with some of the kits that are coming out. But um, the thing that's crazy to me is there's the Warhammer community, and yes, it's heavily policed, but it, that's somewhat fair, but they're involved with the Las Vegas Open with tournament systems. They released an FAQ and announced that it is official and will be coming out. Uh, they have a Twitch streaming service where you can go and look at all the studio um, armies painted, like like actual GW stuff. Anyways, <laughs> Warren, oh, my fucking ear. Why am I sitting next to Tom? I want Dan to go. <laughs> now that I'm deaf, <laughs> what the fuck ah, am I talking about? I'm seriously, like this ear is ringing still. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think it, I think for me it is GW that did best, like. They came out with all kinds of new games, new board games, new product lines. They brought back specialist games. They made White Dwarf relevant and yeah. actually worth buying, which I never thought I'd say again. Like, they are kind of firing on all cylinders right now like they haven't in the longest time. Whereas, yeah, Hawk is doing, for sure, more more good things like they've been doing the last few years, but it should be a surprise to no one at this point, where GW had a lot of momentum to turn around, and holy shit, they did. Yeah. So I think they have definitely, you know, pulled their asses out of the fire. Wordo? Don't make it. I'll fucking slap you. Don't bring that thing. You already okay. punched me in the tits four times today. My, two of my, those were for Mike. My answer is two words. Huh. Duncan Rhodes. He is majestic. He is majestic. GW gets my vote. It's... Due to their YouTube l- channel? Like you said, it's firing on all cylinders. They're, they've got uh, comedic... Uh, intros of like new products coming out, like the Exo oh, sprays. Yeah. Uh, they've got fantastic models coming out. Their ranges, the involvement with the community. I think, like Hawk. Don't get me wrong. Oh, that's fine. You and, can disagree with and, me. And, and a lot. Of, right. A lot. They they did good. They introduced a whole new range. Uh, lots of people were upset with the Kickstarter, but I don't think those people have ever done a Kickstarter before? Yeah, it's people who uh, haven't done the Kickstarter. <laughs> the, those were the angry people. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, Hawk actually came through quite well on all the Kickstarter promises. I, I they were so. a month late. They were a month late. It's unfortunate that they sold retail before. That's the only upset that I could see people being validated for. Hawk did but that's great. It. Hawk did great, but GW, yeah. GW has turned around their model, yeah, their Hawk business model. Hawk didn't have to go 180. No. No. No, and, and the reason I mentioned I brought up Hawk and not Privateer Press, who I think had a really good year and are looking prime to do really well. Weird, that's still growing. I'm sure other companies are doing great. But, uh, yeah. Games Workshop, man. I hate to say it, but I might play one of their games this year. It's, yeah, they're, <laughs> I, I don't, like, I'm, I'm over the moon. I always liked their model kits. Some of their decisions I always thought were weird. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's too good. And just, we can throw this out here. We don't have to vote on it. Uh, obviously, Spartan, worst company of the year. <laughs> uh, probably. <Yeah. laughs> All right. I don't want to pile on a game with them too much, but I don't see them lasting. <laughs> yeah, but They're shelling out a lot for the Halo IP, I'm sure. It's been a rough couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so Ward, what events do we have coming up? Oh, I just put my information away. Um, so January 7th is going to be the next event where we have the Edmonton Brawler at the Strathen United Church. Uh, 40K is going to be the main system, but I also got some updates of other systems that are going to be part of that, which are Age of Sigmar, Ninth Age, and Blood Bowl are planned. So 
There are the four different systems going on on the 7th. Nice. Uh, following that uh, is the Out of the Basement Tournament at uh, January 21st and 22nd. It's going to be at the Legion Hall on the north side. Uh, I can get more details about that, but visit the Out of the Basement page for all of that. Multiple systems. One of the big ones, of course, is going to be the Golden Sausage Cup of Blood Bowl. So I believe that Which one is... is awesome. That one is going to be uh, pretty big for them. And um, I know they actually have some new Blood Bowl mats. They're rolling out just for that event. Nice. Oh. That should be pretty cool. So uh, hopefully, I believe some of us are going. I'll be yeah. there for War Machine and Alpha, as I always am for Out of the Basement events. There you go. I may be there for 40K if I can finish this goddamn army. <laughs> Get some practice in and everything. Uh, I'm hoping to swing by on the Sunday uh, and uh, check it out at the very least. So... Going from there. Uh, February 3rd to 5th is the LVO. Things will happen. Go get drunk in Vegas. Lots of drinks. It's going to be out of hand. Did you, buy you don't, did you buy your tickets yet to fly? No, I haven't fly? flights yet. No, okay. Yet. Okay, uh, good. But you should buy your tickets if you plan on going at all uh, because they are pretty much sold out and they are not adding any more spots at this point. For 40K or just in general? Any system. Oh. So if it is close to sold out and you're thinking about going, you should buy a ticket. There you go. Uh, and then the last one that I've got currently is the February seventeenth uh, and eighteenth, colder than carbonite at the Wellington Park Community Hall, three hundred points. It's twenty bucks to play. They are going to do a beer affinity event on the Friday, so I'll be at that one. Good, and I cannot wait. Should be good. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to us rant and rave about all of the games that we love for another year. And Spartan. <laughs> and Spartan um, it's been a blast for us I uh, hope you guys had a great holiday season and that in 2017 you play with some fucking painted models <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah thanks for making it through 2016 with us <laughs> yeah. I, feel like, I feel like we're like